Life is a battlefield. Every day you're tested by others, challenged by society, and pushed to the limit by your inner struggles. To overcome, you must have the mindset of a warrior, at peace at all times, conscious of your true power, and present in every moment. Warriors are properly prepared to perform at the highest level. This is Way of Warrior Radio, helping you fight the good fight. And now, a man well-versed in trauma and drama, he's battle-hardened, and he has your six. Here is Way of Warrior Radio's Mr. Scott V. Black. Have you ever wondered... Have you ever wondered why it seems to be so dark out there? Have you ever wondered what you can do when it's dark out? Well, welcome to the first ever Way of Warrior. No, this is not my first time on the radio. Uh, Y'all know that I've been here for, this is going to my eighth year. Uh, But we are transitioning. We are rebranding from Like It Matters Radio to Way of Warrior because what I am here to do, what this Hour of Power is about is getting you ready. Remember the six P's of preparation. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. And so we got to get you ready to ready to fight your good fight. What is your good fight? That's what you got to figure out. I know what mine is. And today you're going to hear from a gentleman who knows what his good fight is. But we have to consider that no, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what is going on in America, no matter what direction the political realm is taking us, no matter what soul that Joe Biden took over for America in the last election, that we are leaders and we have a responsibility And it is written that it is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. You see, we mutter and sputter, we fume and we spurt, we mumble and grumble, our feelings get hurt. We can't understand things, our vision grows dim when all that we need is a moment with him. You know, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 says there are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven, which are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among his brothers. Strife. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. That's James 3.16, one of the famous 3.16s. You see the strife all around us. Strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over a fundamental issue. Strife is deeper than argument, broader than disagreement. Strife involves bitterness, sometimes leads to violence. We can see strife today in the political realm. As candidates now vitriolically attack each other, the political foes. We live now in a deep state where a deep state now uh, is attacking its political enemies, where we have a state-run media no different than China and Russia America has become. We have strife within families that can result in lifelong scars, family of origin issues, strife between nations that can lead to war like in Ukraine and Russia, 
like in Israel with Hamas. When strife occurs among believers, the church testimonies is tarnished. And we got to realize that no matter where the world is going, it is our job to make sure we're going in the right direction. So today I'm going to ask directions. You know, the cat in Alice in Wonderland, when uh, Alice approached the cat, El Gato, and asked the cat, which one of these roads shall I take when she was lost? Great words for a talking cat. He said, when you don't know where you're going, then any road will take you there. And in survey after survey, Americans and large majorities believe America is going in the wrong direction. We must realize as warriors, leaders, and conduits of God and good, we are responsible for our personal directions. No matter what direction the world is going, no matter what direction America is going, no matter what direction your community is going, what is your direction? What is your outcome? What is the value and purpose of your life? And today I'm blessed because I'm going to be joined by a special guest, Michael Johnson. He's president of Slavic Gospel Association. You're going to hear the incredible story about one group choosing to do the, the right thing in a couple of terrible crises. A man whose organization is doing good and God in the Ukraine in Israel, with the two wars going on there. And so today, myself and Mr. Johnson, we're going to lay the foundations for doing good in God in a dark world. You know, Roy Regals was the All-American Center and Captain-Elect for the University of California Golden Bears when they played against Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets uh, in the January 1st, 1929 Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Regals recovered a football fumbled by the Georgia Tech running back Stumpy Thomason. But Regals got bumped. He got hit a couple times, spun around, and then all of a sudden, right in front of him was wide open field in front of him. There was 65 yards between him and the goal line, and that was it. There was nobody from the opposing team in his path. Man, it's a chance of a lifetime. He took off toward the goal line some 65 yards away, and he went as fast as he could. He would not be denied. The problem was he got spun around. He was heading in the wrong direction. So, And he's going full bore. One of his teammates seeing this, Benny Lom, and he was a fast dude. He was known for his speed. He chased Regals half the distance of the field. He's running faster than he's ever around in his life, and he got to him about the 30-yard line, and he's yelling at the top of his lungs, Stop! Stop! Turn back, Roy! You're going the wrong way, Roy! Turn back! Stop! He got no response from Regals. Salam tackled him at the Georgia Tech one-yard line. It was his last option, barely keeping him from making a touchdown for the other team. Regals was distraught. He was embarrassed, the mistake he made. And so his coach, uh, Nibs Price, had to cajole him into returning to the game. On the second half in the locker room, he was depressed, head hung low. He was done. He had cost his team the game, he believed. So in the locker room, at the end of halftime, as the team was getting its marching orders for the second half, coach said, we're going to start the second half with the same starters as the first. Let's get going. Let's win this thing. 
As the team started moving out the door, Regal sat in front of his locker and didn't move, head in his hands, just numb because of his actions. Let's go, said coach. You're part of the team. Regal's coach, I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I've ruined you. I've ruined myself. I've ruined the University of California. I couldn't face that crowd to save my life. And coach said, Roy, get up and go back out there. The game is only half over. Now, they did go wind up and lose that game. But the point of the story is this. We all need a Benny Lom in our life. We need to realize the bridge is out. Wrong right way. You know, we talk about leadership versus management. We got a lot of management going on in this country, but very little leadership. And leaders are in the jungle with all the people. And they climb the tallest tree. They survey the entire situation. And if need be, they yell out, wrong jungle. And we need people that are going to stand up no matter how dark it is in this world and do the right thing. In the Israel-Hamas war, Ukrainian Jews find themselves out of the frying pan and into the fire. So many Jews left Ukraine to go to Israel to escape the attacks of Russia, only to endure the terror of a second war in the attacks of Hamas. And today we're blessed because we're going to be uh, joined by Michael Johnson, president of Slavic Gospel Association. And this is an organization doing something good, doing something for God in this dark, dark world. You don't want to miss this positive, uplift, uplifting story. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Hey, listen, are you a 50-year-old person looking for term life insurance? Then you need to talk to Bob. Bob specializes in helping people find a million dollars or more of term life insurance for a couple of hundred bucks a month. Look, you need to know there's a price war in the term life insurance business and you may be paying too much. Call Bob and he'll shop and see how much money he can save you. Look, this could be the last term life insurance policy you ever have. Your rates are guaranteed for the next 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rates for the next 20 years. And if you're a smoker or your health is not perfect, Bob has great rates for you too. So for a million dollars of term life insurance coverage for a couple of hundred bucks a month, Call Bob right now. 800-890-5049. 800-890-5049. 800 That's 800-890-5049. Paid for by Term Direct. Welcome back to Like It Way of Warrior. See, I'm, I'm missing the transition. We go from Like It Matters Radio yesterday to Way of Warrior. And it's just a, a continuation. Just like those of uh, my Jewish brothers and sisters out there know my beliefs that, uh, you know, Judaism and Christianity are connected. Uh, Christianity is nothing more than the continuation, the fulfillment of Judaism. And so besides, uh, you know, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, uh, we owe a lot to the Jews, 
If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, uh, the Jews are responsible for our word. They have maintained the word of God. Our founding fathers, the founding families are all uh, Jewish. Uh, Abraham uh, was was not. If you think about it, there was no Jewish people. There's no Israel people. It was Abraham. From Abraham came uh, the Jewish people. If you don't know why they're called Jewish, is because the largest of the tribe uh, in the southern kingdom was Judah. And so a lot of people, a little slang, instead of calling people Judans, they would just be called Jews. And today we are so blessed because it is a dark world out there, a dark, dark world. And if you think about what's going on in the Middle East, what's going on with our brothers and sisters in Israel, you know, in the Israel-Hamas war, Ukrainian Jews find themselves out of the frying pan and in the fire. Think about this. They left Ukraine to escape the attacks of Russia only to endure the terror of a second war and attacks of Hamas. You see, Israel is home to roughly 40% of Jews from the former Soviet Union, who make up more than 15% of the entire Israeli population. They include Ukrainian Jews who recently completed Aliyah, which is immigration to Israel. And think about this. Jewish Christians... It is Jewish Christians who continue to brave rocket attacks to deliver aid and hope door-to-door on the front line, and this is through the organization of Slavic Gospel Association. Now, it was founded in 1934, and the Slavic Gospel Association, SGA, and you can reach them at www.sga.org, it helps forgotten orphans, widows, and families. Why does that matter? Because that's what Jesus himself said was true religion. If you want to find out religion, Jesus said it's the forgotten, it's the orphans, it's the widows, it's the people that other people uh, have forgotten. And they don't focus on orphans, widows, the families, but they focus specifically on the Ukraine, on Russia, the former Soviet Union, countries of Eastern Europe, Central Asia, and the Russian-speaking immigrants in Israel. And they care for their physical needs and sharing the life-transforming gospel. Because remember, uh, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of Yahweh. SDA supports an extensive grassroots network of local evangelical missionary pastors and churches and cities and rural villages. And, you know, I thought it would be nice to bring someone on today that's bringing light in this dark, dark world. So let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome Michael Johnson to Way of Warrior Radio. Thank you so much for Michael. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, thank you, Scott. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak to your audience and meet you as well via phone. Well, you're very, very welcome. And, uh, man, you guys are doing some great, great work. And real quick, uh, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, but real quick, tell us about uh, your organization and, and what you're doing right now that's so critically important. Okay, so a little background. As you mentioned, we were established in 1934. It was at a time when the persecution of Christians and churches was ramping up uh, in those countries, and many pastors and leaders were taken to the gulags and killed for their faith. And so our initial thrust was the uh, covert distribution of Bibles and Christian literature to churches and Christians. And then we uh, developed a, the main Russian-language uh, Christian radio programming uh, that were broadcasts um, in and around the Iron Curtain uh, through shortwave radio. And so uh, those programs uh, really kept those countries open to hear the gospel and and um, at a time when uh, the Russian, the Soviets said that they were going to eradicate all forms of religion and put the last Bible under glass in a museum in St. Petersburg, we, we ramped up our radio program to the point where broadcasting Christian radio programming 
uh, seven days a week, uh, 24 wow. hours a day. And so we've had a significant impact during the years and played a played a, a God put us in a position where we were able to see a lot of fruit uh, from the work that we're doing over there. But when the wall came down, um, you know, we shifted our strategy. We connected with one of the largest groups of evangelical churches, that is the Baptist churches. Um, they were established in the early 1800s uh, by German Mennonite missionaries who came into Georgia and Ukraine. And um, there was a revival that took place in the 1800s. But again, when the communists came in, a lot of that was shut down. But now we're connected to roughly 6,000 churches across the former Soviet Union throughout those wow. countries. And we're basically an equipping ministry. We equip those churches. We help them with their theological training. We build seminaries and Bible institutes. Uh, we sponsor hundreds of um, national church planting missionaries and send them out into unreached towns and villages. And then we equip them with resources, books, Bibles. We help them. Last year, we sponsored 65,000 children to attend Christian summer camp. Um, we do a lot of other different things as well. But humanitarian aid in more, in more recent years has become a very prominent thing that we're doing in terms of how we're equipping churches to minister to people, both in word and deed, throughout those nations. And uh, so that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, both in terms of Ukraine and then how that eventually opened doors for our work in Israel. Yeah, because you, this is what your your roots were in Ukraine, correct? I mean, that based on what you're telling me, uh, you mm-hmm. guys basically were focused on Ukrainian Jews, correct? Well, we're, fake, we're we're focused on equipping churches to reach out to their the people in their communities, and okay. many of those people were Jewish people in. Um, in in Israel, excuse me, in so, Ukraine, and okay, so you and, you reach out to all, okay, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, okay. So, but something happened where you became focused on the Jews, correct? Because of they moved you moved them from Ukraine to Israel. Is that correct? Well, what's interesting about it is that our ministry um, we started working in Israel back in the forties, and oh, we wow. had. Um, Russian and Ukrainian Jews as missionaries there. And so they were doing theological training and church planting. Mm. But in more recent years, we partnered with a ministry there called One for Israel, which Mm. has a um, school in Netanya called the Israel College of the Bible. So we fund the largest training program of Russian Jews who are citizens of Israel who have come to faith in Christ and uh, we're we're providing theological training for them, and then we find sponsors, and we're sending them out into Israel to do evangelism and church planting. Okay. Oh wow. So okay. So for me, yeah. So I so when the war when the war broke out between Russia yep. and Ukraine, we had been working with the Ukrainian Baptist Union leaders, and we had already mm-hmm. had a strategy in place. So in the event that the war did start. Uh, we were able to uh, activate that strategy to begin to equip their churches, roughly 2,800 uh-huh. churches at that time, to minister to people who were being in, uh, affected by the war. And we helped thousands of Ukrainians make their way from the eastern part of the country to the western part of the country so they could escape the war into Eastern Europe. But uh, so <laughs> I was in Israel the day the war broke out between Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. traveling with our church planters throughout uh, Israel. And what was happening was they were seeing a significant increase in the number of Ukrainian 
um, refugees, if you will, that were coming into Israel uh, to escape the war and the fighting. And so what they would do, and these were people, most of whom were not Christians, they would meet them, you know, when they would come into the country, uh, they would connect with them, they would help them to find places to live. Uh, they would help them to find jobs. They would help them to get situated. And so a significant percentage of these people ended up uh, being uh, placed in the southern part of Israel in and around Ashkelon. Okay. Ah. So so months later, um, yep. after these people, as you pointed out, escaped the war, they found themselves in Ashkelon, which is basically ground zero um, in the war uh, because they suffered the brunt of the missiles that were coming in um, from. Uh, the Hamas. So, so the churches. Um, they're, they're, so we're connected to a network of Slavic churches uh, in Israel. And the director uh-huh. of our training program, uh, Oleg, lives in Ashkelon. Now, he and his wife uh, live in an apartment overlooking the Mediterranean on the tenth floor. Three months ago, uh, they were in their apartment. The sirens went off. They both stood up, walked toward the door to go to the bomb shelter, and a missile, uh, you know, was able to cut through the uh, Iron Dome, and it dropped into their living room, destroyed their apartment, killed the woman oh, in wow. the apartment below them. So, oh, wow. but they're okay. The Lord protected them. Uh, but obviously, you know, they know what it's like uh, to to be in that hey, situation. Hey, Michael, and we're getting ready to go a hard break. Real quick, before we go to break, because I want to I go into deeper in this. Real quick, I know you're, before we go to break, I want you to drop this. There's a specific ask you're having. I know you're out there helping these people who went through one war in Ukraine, and then they go to Israel, and now they're being traumatized and so many terrible things. You're working to feed those people, get those people Bibles, to yeah. share the love of Christ. Real quick, what's your mm-hmm. ask that you're asking for today, if listeners can uh, help you out? Basically, the ask is $120 would provide enough food for a family of four uh, in Israel um, uh, for two weeks. Uh, uh, these are in the, these are people who are stranded, um, particularly Ukrainian refugees after coming in, that need help. And these food packets and resources are being delivered to them uh, by Ru- by Russian Jewish Christians in Israel. Uh, to bless these people in word and deed. Well, let's, and we're going to keep you on. We're going to go back for this, another segment, next segment. And listen, Michael, right now I'm going to make a, a public commitment. I, uh, we can take care of this when we go off radio. I, I want to sponsor that. I want to do one of those. Uh, and I'm going to challenge mm-hmm. all my listeners. Uh, you know, it's 120 bucks. I mean, it's 10 bucks a month. And uh, God says, you bless Israel. Uh, we're called to bless Israel. And these are people doing good things. They got hands and feet on the grounds. They got boots on the grounds. So, Michael, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go ahead and I'll personally donate 120 uh, to do that. And I'm challenge my listeners to do the same thing. Michael, you stay with because I want to go in deep because I've got some stuff on what you guys are doing there and it's absolutely phenomenal. You guys are fighting such a noble fight uh, and I want to be a part of that and help you guys. So stay with us, Michael. Uh, after the break, we'll be talking to Michael Johnson, president of Slavic Gospel Association. Here's an organization doing good and God in some dark, dark times. You don't want to miss this. Be right back. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-246-1687. 800-246-1687. 
Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional, okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Welcome back to Way of Warrior. You know, we talk about being a warrior, but warriors fight the good fight. Warriors, I believe the mindset of warriors, the three Ps, it's peaceful, it's powerful, it's present. The example is our Lord, our King, Jesus. He was peaceful. He was powerful. He was present. He was about the Father's business. And, you know, warriors are supposed to be fighting the good fight. And right now there's a lot of battles going on out there. And there's real wars. You know, we can talk about these internal battles, what, you, what we call the intifada, if you will. But there are real battles, people dying. Look at what's going on in Ukraine and with, with Russia's attacks. Look what's going on in Israel with our brothers and sisters uh, in Israel uh, being attacked by pure evil. Uh, Hamas. And so we are blessed today to, to talk to a man who's president of an organization who's right in the middle of two great battles. And they're doing good and they're doing God. Uh, and is Michael Johnson, president of the Slavic Gospel Association. Again, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. I appreciate, I appreciate being with you. Hey, Michael, I, you know, my background is leadership development, and I'm a, I'm a, I help people uh, clean up their heads and their hearts and reach God's potential. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at your background, and uh, man, a part of a respected uh, international advertising agency for seven years, and uh, you moved on later to join a nonprofit agency and direct communications, the Douglas Shawn Associations. You did all these great things, senior vice president. Why Slavic Gospel Association? Well, you know, we all are driven by something. There, something that they're doing stirred you up. There's something in your past. Why is this your good fight, Michael, if you don't mind me asking? Well, um, so I got saved in 1974. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, went to California when I was 19, um, just to kind of hack around. And um, I met a guy uh, who was a biker. I was working at a gas station. We were talking one day, and um, he was telling me he was going to he had choir practice that night. I asked him why. He said he's a Christian. And I thought, you know, I grew up in the church. And uh, I said, well, so am I. And he looked at me. He said, no, you're not. So um, <laughs> with a smile on his face. So he invited me to a, a businessman's Bible study the next morning, and I heard for the first time, um, you know, somebody who's uh, this particular Bible teacher who's now a lifelong friend was uh, going through the book of First Corinthians. I never heard Bible teaching like that. So the Lord touched my heart. I came to faith in Christ. I attended a Bible Institute um, 
in California for a couple of years, and it was a school that a guy named Hal Lindsey had started uh, to oh, Hal, train. Yeah. <laughs> uh, train. Yeah, he baptized me in a in a swimming wow. pool in Malibu, by the way. Uh, so but it, cool. the school was developed. Yeah, yeah, the school was developed to. Um, uh, train a lot of the young people that were coming to faith uh, in the Jesus movement. So it was, I spent a couple of years there, met my wife. She had worked in the advertising business. We got married, and, um, and it took us back to New York City, where I worked for a number of years um, on a lot of major consumer brands. While we were there, we lived in Brooklyn, and, um, and so Bob Provost, who the former president of this ministry came, orchestrated a, a short-term missions trip to Albania, I began to see what God was doing in the post-communist world, uh, but I had no idea how that might apply to missions work. So I just kind of, you know, forgot about it until Bob Provost uh, called me as the president of this ministry. And he said to me, he said, you know, Michael, we have a great story to tell about what God is doing uh, through his faithful churches in the former Soviet Union churches that were persecuted, churches whose parents and pastors were killed in the persecution, churches who have a great determination uh, to see their nations won to Christ. And we need a professional like you to tell that story to the churches and the Christian community here in America. Will you give up your advertising career and come and serve at the ministry? And I thought, you know, that was a really good pitch. (laughs) <laughs> so, good agreement so, uh, getting skills <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. little bad man so um so my wife and i came back we interviewed and and on the same day that i got a, a dream my one of my dream advertising job opportunities in new york they offered me the position to come back come here and serve at the ministry so we felt it was a calling of the lord my wife supported it that was back in the mid-90s I was here for about seven or eight years, and then I left and consulted with many other ministries, helping them. And then seven and a half years ago, they brought me back as the president. So that's kind of my my that's kind of my story, and the journey that God has taken me on, and it just has required me to to you know just to be obedient to Him in all the decisions that I've had to make, and every single. Every single experience that I've had, every single professional career, every professional skill set that I've been able to develop has led me to this moment here where I'm talking to you, because I get the privilege of telling the story about what God is doing through his faithful Christians uh, a half a world away. Oh, that's so cool. And, you know, you could be doing anything, but you're you're honoring God. Like Jesus, when Jesus was here, uh, he was always about daddy's business. Uh, he's always about yeah. Abba's business, you know. He had, mm-hmm. And I believe eschatologically, we're at the end of the times. I do believe in a, a pre-trib rapture. Uh, I mean, my mm-hmm. life's been nothing but tribulation. Don't get me wrong, but Jacob's trouble <laughs> is much different. You know that. You know the pastor. Uh, yeah. Much different. Mm-hmm. Jacob's trouble is much different than normal tribulation. He's going to deal with mm-hmm. Israel and bring them back in the fold. And so, I believe we're at the end time, uh, and I believe that we're supposed to be about God's business. That's it. And so, yes. I want to talk about Pastor Oleg. What a great man! I got pictures here of Pastor Oleg uh, in Ashkelon. I've been to Ashkelon. I went there about, uh, went to Israel uh, back in the early 90s, uh, the mm-hmm. Gaza Strip and all that as well. I went through this area, and uh, I, I saw the, the battle going on back there, and uh, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I got this picture here of Pastor Oleg uh, in Ashkelon, Israel, just 13 miles from the Gaza Strip, which is basically ground zero. And it says here, as fears grow that the war, uh, war could spread, Pastor Oleg and his team are, are working around the clock to deliver food and other supplies to traumatize Israelis. So far, they have reached 250 
Ukrainian Jewish families through his church alone, uh, and many other churches are doing the same. They deliver essentials uh, in each bundle of groceries, last a Ukrainian family about 10 days. So tell us about the work that Pastor Oleg and, and the team is doing there. Well, um, well, basically, um, so you've been to Ashland. It's a beautiful city. Yes, and, yes. Um, and, and, and again, because he was part of the teams that uh, were able to, 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 you know, find places to live for these Ukrainian refugees, uh, he, um, you know, has been able to sort of lead this particular initiative. And there are many, there are many people from the churches in that area that are, are part of this team. So when he got there, um, he uh, sent his family back up to Netanya, which is um, where the school is, where he teaches, uh, so that he could get them into a safe area. And then they put the teams together, and they all went out and you know purchased food. They cooked a lot of the food. They put these packets together. Uh, they got the list of people that they were going to visit, and um, and then they went out and particularly at a time when the the missiles were still flying. So um, they really risked their lives, um, not only from the standpoint of the missiles and the drones, but the Hamas had these uh, snipers up on the roofs of the apartment buildings picking people off uh, as they're walking through the streets. Wow. So um, there, it's just a ter- it was just a tremendous amount of risk in doing this, but the Lord really protected them. And then they just set out, and um, everybody got a list of people that they needed to visit, and they spread out in the, in the area and they just, again, started knocking on doors and people would open up the doors and they were just, you know, they didn't know how they were going to get anything to eat. They didn't know what was going to happen to them. They're spending half of their days in the bomb shelter and half of the days in the apartments. And then when they walk in, I mean, people would invariably say, we've been praying and praying and praying that God would show up. Wow. And he did. Um, wow. So when they, when they, you know, when they would go in, um, Again, invariably, they were asked, who are you and why are you doing this? And they would say, well, we're Christians and, you know, we're from Israel and Mm. and God has called us to this ministry. We know you're in distress and we just want to be here for you to, you know, give you food and sit down and pray and so on and so forth. And invariably, you know, the opportunity exists for them to share the gospel. And now as things have died down a little bit in Ashkelon... Uh, they're still providing the service, um, but uh, many, but the people are now coming to the churches to receive these yep. resources. So they get to meet, uh, the, you know, the, the congregations, and they get to meet yep. the pastors, and so on and so forth, uh, and get a sense so cool. of, you know, sense of who these people are. And when they See, talk that to is, them, was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So when they talk oh, to them, and they and they mention that Jesus was Jewish. That's just a huge revelation to them. Yeah, isn't that amazing? What? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're getting ready to go hard break here, brother. Real quick. So I uh, I know you got a specific ask. I want you to put it out there again. And and when we get off radio, I want to make sure I donate to you guys as well. Uh, But tell them what they could do. Not only uh, the special thing you're uh, doing today to to help some Jewish families, but also how uh, other ways they can help out. So go ahead and take a minute. Let them know how they can be a part of what you're doing. Right now? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. So again, uh, we're raising money, and uh, what we are doing is we're raising funds to transfer it over to the churches in those countries, so that they can go out, purchase food, um, put them together in food packets, and it's a food packet that will last a family of four 
uh, somewhere between two and three weeks, um, and and then they'll come back and deliver some additional food packets so they can continue to build a relationship with these people awesome. uh, who continue to find themselves in this death, death situation. How, how do and, they do that? How do they get get that money to you? Uh, well, how, well, we get the, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it SGA so dot com? I mean, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Here's it. Come to our website. This specific initiative. SGA.org slash Israel Gospel. Okay. Awesome. Okay, and that's 120, and that's for one family, right? Correct? Yes. Yeah. And so. Awesome. So, or you and how can else can they help you? you? We, we, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we can call us. We can call one eight hundred Bible fifty is the phone number. You can call us and and, and do it over the phone. One eight hundred Bible fifty. Yeah, but the main thing people need to pray. Amen. For open Amen. Hearts. All right, we're going to hard break. God bless you, Michael, and uh, I want to get you some money when we're done. Okay. All right, and I'll be back after these commercial messages. God bless you. Bye bye. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. The absence of light is what we call darkness. And it's a dark, dark world out there, but we are called to be the light. We are called to be the light that shines a path for others to follow. We are called to be the light that brings clarity, confusion. We are called to be the light that brings hope to hopelessness. We are called to be the light, to be the hands and feet. Do you ever pray for divine appointments? Do you ever pray before you get in a car and drive a long distance that God would put people in your path that you could be him to? Do you ever consider that the only Jesus that people see could be the Jesus in you? You know, I've been blessed. I come from poor beginnings, but I'm a wealthy man. I'm a child of the risen king. My daddy owns all the cattle on all the hills. My daddy is pretty wealthy. He owns all the riches. And so in my young adult life, as I've uh, helped people, I've gotten money and I've uh, enjoyed some finer things. And I've been blessed, not right now financially, but in my past with living on 20 plus acre ranches. And I used to have one out in Fernley, Nevada, which is outside of Reno. I had 20, 17, 18 acres and uh, no street lights. I was out in a little bedroom community and down my own road was, a, I had my own retreat center. 
And it was so dark at night, no lights anywhere. And I could see millions, innumerable stars, because it was so dark that even the faintest little star shone bright. But when I went to Reno, went to a small to lower medium-sized town in Reno, and Reno is a mini Vegas, so it's not as big as Vegas, but it's got lights similar to Vegas in certain areas. And in Reno, when I'd look up, it was like most of the stars disappeared. Where did the stars go? And you see, they didn't go anywhere. You see, it taught me an important lesson. That light shines brighter. It's darker. And it is getting dark out there. And if you don't believe it's getting dark, then I'm going to tell you right now, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're on the wrong team. I didn't say maybe. No, I said you are on the wrong team. Because there's only two teams. And one is light and one is dark. And see, when you're in the dark and your eyes adjust to it, you don't realize it's dark. But when you're the dark and then light shows up, darkness goes away. Wouldn't you hate darkness? Wouldn't you hate light too? Remember the, the Bible says darkness hates the light. Don't you get it? Do you understand why uh, Israel and Hamas hate each other? Israel must hate Hamas because Hamas's charter is to kill, to remove the cockroach called Israel. That's what Hamas's charter is. How do you do business with someone who thinks you're a bug and should be squashed like said bug? So it comes down to who are you and why are you here? It comes down to leadership versus management. We are going the wrong way. Managers, there's a bottom line focus. Leaders deal with the top line. Managers, you know, figure out how can I best accomplish certain things. Leaders realize what are the things I desire to accomplish. Managers do things right. Leaders do the right things. You see, managers are efficient in climbing the ladder of success, but leaders determine if the ladder is leaning against the right wall. You see, managers keep the ship running, the engine oil, the ship in good repair. However, leaders, leaders steer the ship. They decide where it's headed. They also decide the ship's size, characteristic, potential. Managers manage situations. They manage things. Leaders lead people. They inspire. He who has a why can bear almost any how, Nietzsche said. See, managers set up procedure manuals, work schedules, improved technologies. They work on the how. Leaders, though, work on vision, direction, the underlying mission of the organization. They inspire. They motivate. They work on the why. He who has a why can bear almost any how. On a farm, leaders, they make sure the crops are planted. I mean, managers, they make sure the crops are planted, cared for, and harvested on time on that same farm. Leaders decide which crops to plant, whether any will be planted in a given year. Think about a jungle. In a jungle, managers, they're behind the producers, they're sharpening machetes, they're working on muscle enhancement programs. They're the, they're the woke HR departments. They're figuring out the best way to compensate machete wielders. 
But in that same jungle, managers, they survey the entire situation. They climb the tallest tree to make sure the team is going in the right direction. And after gathering all the data, if need be, they yell out, wrong jungle. You see, the word lead at its root means go travel guide. Leadership has about a kinesthetic feel, a sense of movement. Leaders go first, they're pioneers. They begin the quest for a new order. They venture into unexplored territory and guide us to new and unfamiliar. Get outside your comfort zone, people. New and unfamiliar destinations. Now, in contrast, the root origin of manage, the word means hand, monos, you know that. See, at its core, managing is about handling things, about maintaining order, about organization control. The critical difference between management and leadership is reflected in the root meaning of the two words. The difference between what it means to handle things and what it means to go places. Unique role of leaders is take us places we've never been before. And it is time now for leaders to step up. The world is full of strife. It's everywhere in our families, in our heads, our heart. What do you think depression is? Depression is helpless and hopeless. Depression means my life sucks today. And I don't see any way that tomorrow is going to be any better. But hope says no matter what's going on in my world today, tomorrow can be better. That's what the Slavic gospel, uh, gospel organization is doing. That's what they're doing. They are making a difference in a dark time. These are Christians reaching out to Jews, loving on them. Jews that have left Ukraine because they're being attacked by, by Putin. I almost said Hitler, by Putin. And then they go to Israel, and then they're being attacked by someone on the level of, of Hitler. And Haman. And Herod. And Pharaoh. Why does all this matter? Because leadership. You don't know what I'm talking about, Minnesota? Let me give you today's article. Young juveniles in Minnesota increasingly committing serious crimes. Juveniles in Minnesota's Twin Cities are committing a growing number of severe and brazen crimes. We are not talking about stealing candy bars from stores, Hennepin County Sheriff Dewana Witt told the Star Tribune. These are indicators that we're in trouble. Here's the problem. They're going more woke, more liberal cash bail defund the police and here's the police chief and I'm sure she's woke if she's in Minneapolis and they don't know what the problem they're calling out Eric Adams in New York City calling out what's the problem uh, in Chicago what's the problem but it's not our kids fault no it's the parents fault where's the leadership lack of leadership he goes on to say in this article uh, Witt says this or she I don't know what it is uh Sheriff Dewana, I don't know if that's a male or female, but kids are living in chaos. They're living in survival mode. How receptive are they going to be to any kind of re uh, rehabilitation? We need these facilities. Bring the resource to them. It doesn't have to be punitive. Yes, it does. It does. That's what life is. You learn by our choices. Choices create consequences. And the problem is with this victimhood mentality, there's no leadership. There's learned helplessness now. Now all these young black people in Minneapolis is full of them that are being told to hate. 
and poor me. White people hate you. Cops are out to kill you. It's not your fault you're screwed up. It's not your fault you're stealing. It's not your fault you're thuggering. It's not your fault you're doing drugs. It's not your fault. At some point, it needs to be their fault. See, instead of having them direct their anger and disappointment racially at being a victim, victim mentality, poor me, life ain't no fair. See, failure is always the greatest teacher because when we fail, we self-examine, we replay, we retrace, we remember, we recollect. In leadership, we call it doing a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threat. And you know what our number one threat is? It's our BS, our belief system about who we are, our structure of our beliefs, who am I? Whose am I? What is my purpose? Why am I here? That's why you need to be on the Way of Warrior radio show every single day from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. And when you miss it, go to likeitmattersradio.com and you can listen to it. Be here every day. And if you want to change your life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net.